India Cover Story Podcast Series in association with theindicast.com. My name is Abhishek and uh, this morning for the second time in a row we have uh, Rohin Dharmakumar, the Senior Assistant Editor of Forbes India joining me from Bangalore. Hi Rohin, welcome back. Morning Abhishek, glad to be back. Good morning and a little more energy will not hurt any of us, Rohin. It, I know it's early in the morning. <laughs> Got that. Yep. And we also have uh, N.S. Ramnath, the special correspondent who's been here on a couple of occasions, uh, joining from Bangalore. Good morning, Ramnath. Hi, Abhishek. Good morning. And uh, like always, we are here to talk about uh, this issue's cover story, but this time it's authored by the Forbes U.S. writer David Kirkpatrick, and the Indian leg is contributed by the two of you. And it's about the relevance of social media in companies across the world and the Indian perspective as well. But before we move on, just yesterday, Google... With, with so much activity happening around in the social networks and the social media, if you saw the Google's homepage, it has got a big arrow mark telling us where to click. And that click is, of course, to the, you know, to the left of the screen, the Google Plus. And then you have Facebook announcing that it just introduced a live ticker on the right-hand side of the screen, which tells you what your friends are doing right now. So, Rohan, to begin with you, what do you think about all of this? Is it too desperate or is it innovative or are we peaking in, in social media across the world? I think it's both. There's certainly desperation involved, but I don't think it's desperation in in a bad sense of the way. I think there's also desperation combined with innovation. What Google Plus is doing in terms of features or in terms of the technology, I mean, it's fairly quite interesting. And so is Facebook. So as consumers, I think, though some of us may be tired of all this, it's good because, you know, it maintains innovation. I mean, it's not just a Facebook-controlled monopoly where after a while they just relax, right? So it keeps, uh, all of these guys keep the pressure on each other. So I think it's a good thing to do. I mean, it's another matter whether all of us will use all these networks. But hey, none of us use all the competing products in any market, right? Absolutely. Ramnath, have you, have you used Google Plus or Facebook? Yeah, I've been on Facebook since mm-hmm. 2007, but it was, you know, lying dormant for a long time till 2009, I think. So then just to continue on that note, uh, is this cover story relevant to India and our market where uh, not just you, even my Facebook account was dormant for a long time. So let's let's begin with what this cover story is about and is it too early to be writing about on the cover pages of an Indian magazine like Forbes India? See, there is a saying or a statement about uh, technology in general, right, that we overestimate the short-term impact of uh, technology and uh, kind of underestimate its long-term impact. I think that applies to social media as well. If you look at it, uh, what we have now are anecdotal evidence, you know. There are few of them in our uh, story, how one individual kind of brought a big organization down back by the strength of, uh, you know, social media, and we talk about Twitter revolution and so on. Can you give a couple of examples there? Let's take an example which we actually quoted in the story. All of us Indian mobile consumers know that 3G in India has been a long time in the coming, and since it's been launched, it's been extremely spotty and patchy all over India, right? And regardless of, I think, operators, we can say that, because there's just not enough spectrum. And, like, you know, so therefore all of us have been fairly, like, let down. And many of us talk about this on social networks, Twitter, Facebook, to our friends. Bad mobile connectivity is like the bad traffic jam conversation of today, right? You meet two people, meet up, the first thing they say is, oh, you know what, my mobile connectivity sucks. Something like this happened to a journalist when he found out that Vodafone, his operator's 3G connectivity in Bombay, was pretty bad. 
he had a series of conversations complaints with Vodafone management you know starting from like the customer service executives all the way right up to the CEO and the chief marketing officer and he found out that Vodafone had only enabled 3G on 50% of the sites in Bombay let me kind of also clarify that there's nothing bad in that because you know a lot of mobile operators do a gradual rollout of any new service it's not that one fine day you switch on a button and all your cell sites become 3G enabled Right. But that apart, this journalist, he confronted Vodafone senior executives with this and said, you know, what kind of service are you offering? And, and after a while, I think they probably got tired of dealing with this. So I think one of them, at least according to this journalist, offered him two months of service free on 3G. Businesses often do that. When you have a consumer, you say, okay, fine, you know, stay with us. Here's something to kind of just keep you, placate you for a while. So instead, our journalist went and wrote about it on Facebook. I mean, again, nothing wrong with that. He's perfectly entitled to it. Right? He said that Vodafone service sucks and they've given me a free this thing. So, you know, they admit that the service sucks. He had about 500, 600 friends. They saw it. Somehow, one of those friends must have either, like, you know, shown that to Vodafone or shown that to another friend who showed it to Vodafone. And once Vodafone got to know of it, it in some ways committed digital harakiri, right? Which is, they went and sued this customer of theirs, right. saying, you have used bad language, you have harassed us, and you were broadcasting this on your Facebook page, you need to take it down, or we will sue you. And in that instant, this series of events, which till now had been mostly on a one-to-one basis, right? It's like a customer talking to a company. Right. Suddenly, it went from that to being a many-to-many, actually, because what happened is newspapers got to know of it, saying that Vodafone sues customer. So you know what happens suddenly, right? I mean, the dynamics changes. It's not an angry customer versus a customer. It's like the big bad corporation, the Goliath, trying to use its money and weight to crush a single customer. And we all know where our sympathies lie whenever we hear of this, regardless of who's at fault, right? You know, it went to the newspapers. From the newspapers, it went on to Twitter and Facebook and everybody else started talking about it. So... In an instant, it went from a, you know, one is to one to a many is to many. And, and, you know, the thing about many is to many is nobody's got control. Imagine a many is to many conversation as a lot of people standing in a room, all talking at the same time to each other over a point. Now, it's a cacophony in the real world because it's really impossible for us to process that information. Right. But social networks like Twitter and Facebook make it possible because take a topic and everybody jumps in with their own opinion. When I say, you know, what I feel about this, my friends, like, argue back with me. Then they take that and they post it on their own pages. So, you know, before you know it, had blown in the face of Vodafone. Right. An ill-advised move of suing the customer. Finally, I mean, they saw the mistake in what they had done and they withdrew the case. But the fact remained that it was, you know, completely avoidable. It's, it's not good PR, definitely not. It's not good PR and beyond that, it's also not good business because today, I mean, it's very hard to separate PR from business impact. Just like social networks make it very easy for us to kind of state our opinion, uh, in the real world, it's also very easy for us to just shift our business. In the mobile world today, there's mobile number portability, right? So the cost of me leaving an operator for another or the, you know, the time it takes to do so is not that big. So I think the line between PR and business impact is also becoming shorter day by day. Point taken. Just continuing on that thought, how much do you think social media has changed even in the past five years? Uh, for instance, I'll, I'll give you a personal example. A good 25,000 rupees were withdrawn from my account by a stranger who walked into a, a branch office of this particular bank where I had my account 
by you know writing a check and forged my signature and i had to email a few area managers and then to the ceo to get that money back but today i guess a tweet would have uh, sufficed to get a response from the the who's who from that particular company so has social media in spite of whatever limited there is in india changed drastically even in the past 4 to 5 years after the advent of let's say twitter obviously interestingly for every example that you hear of how social media has worked there are probably 10 20 examples of how it hasn't worked i know many friends who have complained on twitter and on facebook and they could have been talking to a wall they ultimately had to take a you know take the phone have endless negotiations with the customer service guys and then get it resolved whether it always works that is still a question you know which is why your earlier question on whether it is too early to raise this issue that is very valid and even from a company's point of view i think mostly their social media strategy is kind of limited to having a facebook page or a twitter account Right. and uh, you know when they hit the uh, 5000 fans or uh, you know followers they cut cut their back but i'm not too sure if there is any metrics that actually measure the impact of having 5000 fans you know but like growing said you now social media can potentially point out errors in your core business and mm-hmm. the answer really is not uh, you know having a twitter strategy or a facebook strategy but getting the customer service right if i can use an analogy there i mean the point that ramnath makes think of an organization as a car's underlying chassis and engine and think of social media as the outer cover or the skin that goes on to a lot of business models now what happens is a lot of the organizations today they think that social media or a twitter account is something that they can just graft onto their existing business and if that existing business does not have good customer service then grafting a twitter account onto it makes no difference because what really happens is that it's a company with bad customer service and it will be a bad company with bad customer service with a twitter account right so therefore you know it doesn't change much uh, so if you look at the companies that have great customer service take a zappos for instance internationally or take a clear trip in india or a flipkart in india for instance these aren't the only companies with a twitter account or a facebook page but they think that customer service is central to their business and i think that's what people forget so you can't one fine day sign up to twitter and say that hey you know what today onwards i am customer focused right we are here we are talking about companies which are present in this field if we see the whole of india and all of corporate india and the service companies then in most companies where we work and we spend about 8 to 10 hours at our workplace and most of the workplaces sites like facebook twitter youtube which are you know which are the heart of social media today they are banned for whatever reasons whether it's bandwidth issues or whether it's time wasting so are we still far more behind let's assume that we have adequate internet penetration in places where you know expensive things are consumed like in the cities where you buy tickets from clear trip but if you don't have a forum where you can interact with online during most part of the day then is social media glorified sometimes in the media if i if i accuse that there is no social media to talk about in the first place why are we talking so much about it i mean it depends on the company right i mean if you're a manufacturing firm and if your job is to fix wheels on cars i mean there is no reason why a company should kind of give you access to twitter facebook and stuff like that mm-hmm. and similarly if you're a you know bpo and your main job is to uh, kind of process the transactions your being in social media doesn't add any value to your core work i think you know a company in management will be well within its uh, rights to ban those things but see there are two different things right you know one is the uh, example you mentioned earlier of uh, 
a company using social media to kind of uh, increase the level of transparency within the organization. And those things are usually kept within the walls of the organization. That is one part. Mm-hmm. And uh, the second is, of course, you know, the people who can gain from being in social media, maybe a guy in the marketing or PR, they, they need to have access. So I think we have to make that distinction. Uh, I don't think there's a clear answer. I mean, as Ram also said, there's no yes or no. I mean, you know, no one can say with certainty should social media usage be allowed for all organizations, for all employees? I'm not quite sure. Depends also on the roles that employees are playing. I mean, if it's a time-defined role with, like, you know, early deliverables, then sometimes social media can suck the time that you have to the cost of your deliverables. But for a lot of roles, you know, where the work that you're supposed to do can come in at your own pace and you can keep, you know, track of it yourself, I think the company should take a slightly more lax view. But then I think there's no hard and fast tool. Each company has to kind of find that own path and its own pace. Can you take us through a couple of interesting examples that you might have come across of use of uh, certain tools in social media? One that makes it in the article is that of a Canadian uh, startup called Ripple, where uh, internal employees can rate each other during job appraisals. Now, in, in most organizations in India, at least, where feedback forms, you know, they have to be submitted with a name on it, name of the employee. This, this some such tool it comes as a good break to get the real feedback. So, any 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 interesting applications of social media in the corporate world that you guys have come across? If you include blogs also as a kind of social media, then probably there are quite a few organizations which have internal blogs. I know Cognizant, for example, mm-hmm. has a very active blogging platform. Everyone participates. You know, when you look at social media, most people assume that social media is out there on, you know, the open web, right? It's Facebook, it's Twitter. I mean, we kind of forget that within an organization, you have a lot of individuals who taken together are social. So, if you connect them together, then you can have social media within organizations. But I think it's a really tough thing because I'll tell you why. All of us have this innate sense because now we are exposed to so much social media. We have this really, you know, sharp and innate sense of knowing when a conversation on any social media is fake or whether it's being censored. And the moment we realize that, I think, you know, our distrust levels of the overall medium, just the walls just start going up very fast. So organizations have to be cognizant of that. And <laughs> I just use the word cognizant yes. when Ramnan gave the example of cognizant and being cognizant of the organization. So, you know, a blog, for instance, within a company, great idea. If you actually have let people speak what they want to, you know, interesting posts, have interesting comments, but if it's just going to be about stuff that the HR department wants you to hear or the CEO wants you to hear, then people are not going to give it much importance, right? Because Mm -hmm. we know that it's a fake conversation. So then the marketing team or the social team within the organization will get brownie points for rolling out social media within the organization. But it's really like, you know, water down the drain. It's not helping anyone. I mean, I don't for one minute say that organizations have it easy, but it's either, you know, shape up or ship out. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think you mentioned the marketing there very briefly. And it, it just reminded me of something that went viral on Twitter. And this was done by Hindustan Unilever. For the ones who, who are listening and who follow cricket, Recently, when Michael Vaughan, a former England captain, he made a comment that when Divyas Lakshman, an Indian batsman, was given not out, when he nicked the ball to the wicketkeeper, he said that perhaps the technology that is a hotspot, a technology which you know detects these faint edges, it failed to detect because there was some Vaseline that was applied on the edge of the bat by Lakshman. And he, of course, meant it in pure jest. I think hardly a few hours later, Vaseline from Hindustan Unilever, from Unilever, in fact, they came out with an ad 
it said that no mr one vaseline is not applied on bats but it is applied on and then they gave they gave 30 applications of vaseline and it went viral it has got some six figure likes on facebook and these things cannot be bought overnight so a couple of examples where people have got the marketing right and so also in terms of getting the the service riders anand mahindra who is a very fervent tweeter as many of us know and there have been occasions where he's forwarded direct complaints to the relevant marketing guys and he puts it out there in the open that dear so and so please take care of this customer because he hasn't had much luck in the service center and all of that so some of it could be pr but at the end of the day if it helps the customer no one's complaining i think on that note it's uh, time to wrap up uh, this podcast thank you so much rohan and ramnath thank you abhishek glad to be with you always great thanks again and all you listeners out there like always you can get this on business.in.com the forbes india's website as well as theindicast.com and you can find us on itunes just search for forbes india and uh, you can subscribe to us all these podcasts are free and to subscribe to the magazine just message forbes to 51818 that's forbes to 51818 thanks again guys bye bye bye